Tales Gone Wild. This is Joy. And this is Claire. This is episode 263. This episode is sponsored by Kettlebell Kitchen. We have found the meal delivery service for you. <laughs> um, have you had, I know pancakes are your love language. Did you eat their pancakes? So yet? I haven't. I've been like saving them because I feel like it's like on a special day, I'm going to like really have them. I don't know why I'm saving the best for last, but so I got all these delicious meals and you said that they're really good, which they makes me so even good. more they're excited. They're like co- they're coconut flour, so they're like all, you know, gluten-free and all that kind of thing. Yeah. That's the other thing about a lot of their meals is that they're really good about, I mean, a lot of the meal services that we've tried um, are really good about, you know, being sensitive to food allergies and all that kind of thing. Yeah. If you happen to be on the macro train, no judgment. No judgment. They do they do list their macros on yep. all the packages. Um, but so the coconut flour pancakes were so, so good. Another pro tip, though, if you – are ordering their meals a lot of them come with little sauces like this one actually came with maple syrup and it's like really delightful little berry compote yeah and i love the um, name compote i love the name compote although <laughs> truman, makes me feel so fancy although uh, the name truman capote really mm-hmm. messed up for me for a while the pronunciation of compote i yep. wanted to call it compote sure it's not how you pronounce it guys don't yeah. say that at a breakfast restaurant they, they really will look don't. at you yeah <laughs> <laughs> but so when you eat your kettlebell kitchen meals, a lot of them do come with a sauce or like an aioli or something. So open the, the lid before you put it in the microwave. Otherwise, you are at risk of microwaving your sauce. Yes. Yes. Um, that's the other thing I love about them, though, is their packaging is all cardboard. Yep. Yeah. And you feel like there's zero waste. Just, yeah. It's great. Compost that, mm-hmm. compost that stuff. All of it is anyway, wonderful. Go to kettlebellkitchen.com, sign up with code GGW, you will get $25 off your first two orders of $50 or more. That offer is good for new customers only, and they only deliver to the lower 48 at this time. So sorry to our international folks. Um, But if you are in the continental United States, go get it. So tasty. And again, we will be at the Kettlebell Kitchen booth, and they will be selling pancakes there at the CrossFit Games. Maybe I'll flip a pancake or two for you. Oh my gosh, celebrity pancake flipper. <laughs> totally a thing. So thank you guys for supporting. I can the flip podcast. a good po- pancake. Yes, thank you guys. I feel like you would be a good mm-hmm, pancake flipper. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, speaking of cooking, yeah. I just burned the, the Jesus out of my thumb. And let me tell you how, because I'm like so shocked and I feel like this needs to be a public service announcement. Yeah, please do. Enlighten us. I was us. making cookies uh-huh. and I was sort of in a rush to get them. They came out of the oven and I knew I had to get on the podcast. So I was in sort of a rush to get them on like the little cooling rack. So I took my spatula and I put it under the cookie and I moved it to the cooling rack. And then I went to slide the cookie off with my thumb and like a chocolate chip that was in the bottom of the cookie had melted, obviously, and like left a trail oh, no. of molten oh, no. chocolate molten hot lava. Yeah. on the spatula, which then got on my thumb. And I like panicked and didn't know what it was. And I was like flapping oh. my hand around and I looked at it. And all I saw was like out of the corner of my eye that my thumb was black. <laughs> I was like, ah, what's going on? And then I looked down and I was like, oh my God, is that chocolate? It's so hot. I had no idea. And then you like want to eat it, but then it'll burn your tongue. I, okay. Literally my first instinct was to lick it. And I was like, no, that yeah. was wrong too. Bad choice. What's wrong with me? I know, huh. but you just want to just. Then, yeah. Then my next instinct was to run it under cold water, which then just solidified the chocolate. It just was. Not a good. So then it's just like, it's tumultuous, like cold like on the seconds. outside and then yeah, hot underneath. So you're just flaming like. Flaming hot flesh underneath. <laughs> so the yeah. rest of them, I was much more careful. But you're okay now. 
I survived, but I was like, somebody needs to make a public service announcement about this sort of thing. The dangers of transferring molten chocolate cookies. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm glad you're okay. <laughs> it's a close call. So Brandon passed his test. Do you want to, um, can yes. we like publicly announce that? Yes. Brandon, Is Brandon passed okay with that? Yeah. Um, well, Why don't you explain to everyone what, yeah, if you, what all this is? If you are not a nurse or you do not live with a nurse or are not very close friends with a nurse, you may have never even heard of the NCLEX. Did you just burn yourself too? Yeah. <laughs> Joy is drinking, I'm drinking a, hot a hot beverage and I just took a sip in my I was like, ah. <laughs> she made like the universal the sign for like waving, fan. like fanning my mouth, even though it's on my tongue. That's the worst. Like, there's just it no, is. like, you want to have a hot beverage and anyway. And then you just ruin it. God. Uh, I know. I have some bone, some bone broth here that I'm And then the drink. worst is then it takes your taste buds away for like two yes. days. And so nothing know, tastes one, as good. One sip and you just ruin everything for two days. All right. And it's like, you can't do anything about it. Once it happens, you can't like spit no, it out. No, you can't. It's so, it's, 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 it's there's done. no turning back. Oh. I'm drinking some of that moon juice stuff that I got. Yeah, that looked very like something that I would see in a Goop newsletter. Gwyneth Paltrow, for sure, I'm sure, endorses this product. Anyway, t- tell your story first. About okay. The, yeah. The NCLEX. So the NCLEX is the test that you take that is, um, it's like the nursing boards. And so when you graduate from nursing school, you have a bachelor's of science in nursing, or some people have an associate's or whatever, but you aren't a registered nurse until you pass this test. It's like the bar exam for nurses, basically. Um, so he graduated back in May, but we still had this thing like hanging over our heads. So he studied like four to 10 hours a day for six weeks and took the test last week. And we found out a couple days later that he had passed and it was a huge relief. And like, not that we didn't not that I mean, Brandon graduated with honors, like not that he doesn't know his stuff, but the test is so hard. Yeah. Like just the way it's written. Oh yeah. I had to do that for a version for my LPC and it's so, I studied for months. It's like nightmares that you're just going to fail it because it's just one of those tests where they just try to screw you. They try to and and like no answer seems right. The questions are, I even would help him occasionally like would read the questions to him and I'd be like, what is this question even asking? Yeah. Like, and I'm really good at reading comprehension and I still would be like, what the heck is this even asking? So the, almost the majority of what he was studying was just learning how to, how to read a question. Yeah. And how to take the test and read the questions. I remember taking a class and taking like an extra study session to learn how to evaluate and decipher the question structure. Yeah. He took a Kaplan <laughs> yeah. course, like just about totally. that. exactly. And yeah. then, but then even still, like, I remember that I did, I like helped him with one question that was like, um, like your patient complains that they're having trouble breathing. Like, what do you do? And the first thing was like, A, check their airway. I was like, well, obviously it's A, like check the airway. Like everybody who's ever taken like a CPR class knows check the airway is the first thing you do. No, that answer was wrong. It was like, because the patient is talking, that should indicate to you that the airway is, is already open. I was like, are you joking me? Trick questions. Trick Just, questions at the union. Kind of yeah. So yeah. it wasn't that we were like worried that he wasn't going to pass because he didn't know his stuff. Yeah, we were it's just, just worried the, that. Yeah. The, right, the, test like, is, the test is supposed to be really smart. Right. And just, and yeah. Everybody that takes it leaves the room thinking they failed. Yeah. Because it's it gets harder. The Like the more questions you answer correctly, the test gets harder and harder. Yes. And 
So like it's meant to find the limit of your knowledge. Mm -hmm. And so like, anyway, but he passed. So we're so excited. Thank goodness. I bet you are. I'm just like more than anything. I mean, obviously I'm excited for him to get a job, but more than anything, I'm just excited that we're done with studying. It's a lot of studying. And like a lot of school. Mm -hmm. Forever. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Well, good. Um, I want to jump to yes. an email. Can I talk about your mood. Oh, juice? my. Okay, then we'll do an email because I have a. I have an email that I wanted to read. Um, okay. So my moon juice is. Uh, this is a product I've seen online somewhere. I mean, I don't know where, just around the internet. Um, that I've been like, oh, this looks really fun. It's just a beautiful marketing. Like the logo is really cool, and yeah. it's like the equivalent of. What are those mushroom guys? The mushroom tea or whatever. Thank you. So it's kind of like that. So they just make little like tea blends that you can put in coffee or whatever. And it's like for your brain, for your mood, for sleep. And so I do not buy into stuff like that because I'm just like, it's not like going to make or break your life. But I was at Nordstrom yesterday and I saw it and I was like, oh, I'm going to try it. It's like right here. I'm going to buy it. I'm sure this is not at all going to be like life changing, but I, I mean, just couldn't I, pass it up because it was like right there. I think that kind of describes what you're, what it's like a tea you buy at Nordstrom. 100%. 100%. It's like, yeah, anytime I see like, oh gosh, what they have like vitamins and things at Nordstrom and I'm like, yeah. Mm, okay. <laughs> yeah. Know. But it was funny because a lot of people were messaging us on Insta stories like, oh, do a review. Tell us how it is. And I I wrote back kind of like tongue in cheek. I was like, I'm sure it's going to be like life changing. I'm sure it'll (laughs) change my life. Like, I mean, whatever. It's just one of those fancy schmancy things that you're just like, this looks good. I'm going to impulse buy this. It's just another beverage for joy. Another beverage. Every time I drink a fancy beverage now, or not just a beverage that's not water, I'm always like, oh, Claire would laugh at me right now. I just love products. (laughs) I love products so much. And the way I see it too, I know this is a female business owner. So part of me is like, I'm supporting a female business owner. Sure. Like, I don't care if it's like kitschy or whatever, gimmicky. Um, Okay. So we got a really cool email from Kate. And she go. the title of the email is, thank you from a beach in Oahu in a bikini. <laughs> Done. That's all you needed to say. That's really all You're you welcome. need to say. Yeah. And she said, I need to thank you too. And Steph Gaudreau. So she sent this to Steph, uh, Stupid Easy Paleo as well. She's like, a lot of the time during 10 years has been hard for so many different reasons, but so much of it has been great too. And that is what we're celebrating in Oahu. Leading up to this trip, I had a lot to check off my list while running errands, a lot of podcasts to catch up on. One of the most stressful parts wasn't getting beach ready. The wads, laser hair removal, extra butt workouts, the list goes on. I was so stressed about how much time we were going to be spending on the beach. I was listening to one of your recent podcasts and shortly followed it by one of Steph's Fierce Love Friday podcasts and decided, screw that, we made it through 10 years of marriage, watching and helping my spouse get sober, two babies, buying a house, a leap of faith into a new career, and so much more. Um, uh, I'm going to enjoy my time on the beach and I don't have to do X number of wads to deserve to be on the beach or worry about these people who will never see me again. I've rocked my four bikinis on the beach on hikes to waterfalls, kayaking, and I want to thank you for inspiration to let myself go to the beach to enjoy being a beach body and to ask hashtag does my cellulite offend you? Thank you. You inspired me and have been in my ear when I teeter on the edge of should I wear this cover up self-talk. 
I appreciate everything you do. I think that that's perfect because, yeah, my favorite thing about that is these people that will never see you again. Yeah. Like we worry so much about the opinions of people who we have never met before and who we will never see again in our lives. Yeah. So great. Isn't that funny? I think about that anytime I dance in the car. And I was like, who's watching me? If you're like dancing matter. around the car. Um, thank you, Kate. That was a great email. And the next one was, <laughs> I love, everyone really loved the You Are Not Your Sprinkles. That, that turned out. It really turned out. I thought Somebody that was, was like, when are we going to be able to get a hat that says this? Like, genius. I mean, it really would be great. So Michelle wrote, oh, I love Michelle's comment at the end. She said, so she wrote about the you're not your sprinkles comment and, you know, the whole story. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back to 262 and listen to our discussion about me trying to make an analogy of what I did with patients. And Claire was like, oh, it's like a donut with sprinkles. <laughs> it was like the perfect analogy. Um, so Michelle said, P.S. I've never done CrossFit. I have no interest in CrossFit and will never do CrossFit. But Girls Gone Wad is still one of my top three favorite podcasts. I even listen to the episodes that include CrossFit or CrossFit athletes. I think that speaks, speaks volumes to how relatable and awesome you guys are. Please never stop podcasting. Michelle, your wish is our command. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, we got a lot of really good emails after last week. You know, sometimes I think about like, I mean, we have talked about, okay, what, where is this podcast going? Yeah, like, what totally. And, but then it's like, what what would happen if we ever stopped podcasting? Yeah, Where, what would happen? What It's like, yeah, people would start drinking outside instead of coming into the house to drink. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to drink. I might as well drink people, in the house. People would be getting drunk on the streets and that's not good. Underage teen, underage public drinking. Yeah, not good. Yeah. Really not good. Okay. I thought it would be a good uh, time to evaluate the middle of the year, the year of connection, and... Uh, maybe do some mid-year, not resolutions, but kind of a state of the union of where we are or where you are. And if there's anything in particular that you're thinking of, like for the rest of the year. To prepare for this episode, I probably should have gone back and heard what I talked about at the beginning of this year. But I think if I recall, I was just trying to make this year more about me and like the year of self. Yes, you were. And yes. And being just more kind of like self-centered in the literal term of the word of like more focused on doing things that I wanted to do and less focused on other people's opinions. And that's something that I, I know I've talked about this a million times, but I definitely am an extrinsically motivated person. And so it really, really matters to me what other people's opinions of my actions are and whether or not I'm living up to other people's expectations, whether those expectations are real or perceived. And if I'm like, I definitely do not buy a skirt without asking my friends first type of thing. Like I, you don't. Oh, actually that's true. Cause you'll text all the time, like dresses and pieces of clothing. Yeah. I mean like literal skirts, not so much cause I don't really buy that many clothes, but like anything yeah. I'm like, I don't make decisions Rarely do I make decisions like just in a vacuum on myself. Okay. But I, I like I have to. I feel like I need to consult a lot of people um, before I will jump into something. Or the opposite will happen, where I will like be like, you know what, screw it, I'm just gonna go for it and I'll just do it. But then I would actually say this is more true. I will go for something and like be like, I'm a strong, independent woman. I'm gonna quit my job or I'm gonna blah blah blah, whatever it is. And then I will have an immediate 
panic switch that's like, oh my God, what's everyone, what's everyone going to think about this? Sure. Like I remember like the day I quit my job, I texted you and Jess and I was like, oh my God, they're going to think I'm crazy. And like, I was so worried what you guys were going to think about me quitting my job. Yeah. And our reaction was like, cool, do what you got to do. Yeah. Like happy, right. Happy for you. Yeah. And, and, and and, like quitting my job was was like the big test of that where I was like, I knew I had to do it. And even to this day, I'll drive by my old like office area and I'll think like, was that a huge mistake? Like, should I, should I be in there right now? Yeah. No, I would be miserable. I was miserable. Yeah. But like, I still have that, those moments where I'm like, am I crazy? Should I have just like gone along with it? Should I have just like stepped it up? It's easy to think that when you're out of it. Totally. It's easy to look back and think like, yeah, Claire, you should have just sucked it up. Like, yeah. It's you like know, in relationships, but, people always remember the good times when the partner was right. really bad for them. <laughs> like, totally. Oh, I'm like, but- it wasn't so bad. Like, my boss was great. And like, no. Anyway, so that is was kind of, kind of in my focus. And I think that I've gotten a little bit better about it. I think my year has been a lot different than what I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. I think when I quit my job, so the last day of my job that was like sometime in late January. And I, I thought that I would either sort of like take on podcasting full time or I thought I was going to open a gym Mm -hmm. or pretty much saw myself jumping into something else full time pretty quickly. Yeah. Whether that was something of my own accord or just being like, well, I guess I'm just going to need to go back out and go find another job, which was fine. But instead right now I have four jobs. Yeah. Which is also fine. Like, you know, I do um, some digital marketing stuff. I'm coaching. I'm working at a flower shop. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of guess I would consider this a job. Yeah, totally. You know, for fun. <laughs> yeah. So three jobs. <laughs> I mean, it really is the longest thing um, we've done for five years. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And, you know, we just like sort of a revenue generator. Yeah. Um, I, you know, and so I think my life right now looks a lot different than what I thought it was going to at this point at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And I think that's fine. Um, you know, there are some things where once again, I kind of wonder like, did I make the right choice? Should I have stuck, stuck, like stuck it out and, or should I have like turned around and gotten a new job right away? Um, you know, am I being like an entitled millennial by just like piecing stuff together? And like, but then I'm like, you know what? Like I'm paying my mortgage. Like I'm, you know, paying, way too much money for really crappy health insurance like mm-hmm. we're making it work yeah Gotta, you know I've I own a house I have a child like I'm not a crappy millennial no so that is where the extrinsic like the, the extrinsic motivators and also like the being worried about people's opinions comes in yeah where I'm like I'm not I think I also definitely tend to see things I see that I see like quote-unquote success very much in black and white like you are either like on the Forbes 30 under 30 list or you might I remember as well be you saying that where it's yeah. like, it's or like pretty you might as well be extreme. living under a bridge. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and I think that's just comes from my family. Like my dad was a really successful entrepreneur. My mom, um, you know, didn't get started in career until she was later in life, but she's been really successful and both, you know, have a long history of family, like relatives mm-hmm. who've been really, really successful. And so I think I have it in my mind where it's like, if I'm not, if I don't have the type of success that leaves a legacy, then like it doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Even if in my day to day life I'm perfectly content and perfectly happy, and I, you know, like day to day I'm happier than I've been in a really long time. Mm-hmm. 
But still nagging in the back of my mind is like, yeah, but you're not a billionaire. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's so funny because I was just listening to, um, don't laugh at me. (laughs) Oprah's Super Soul Sunday. Um, She's just had such good ones lately. And she had, uh, it was like Reverend Richard Rohr, I think was his name. I'm sorry if I'm getting his name wrong. I'm just off the top of my head. But they had such a good conversation so much about like success and what success looks like for people and how we base so much of our quote unquote success on happiness. Um, Or at least just like that is what defines like our goals are what define us as like being successful in life when it's just so backwards. It's really not the case. Like whether or not you have a Fortune 500 company, it's like it just that doesn't matter. It's like if you're a good person and you're working hard every day and trying to help people, it's like we're just we're doing it backwards. Yeah, totally. And I think uh, I probably am going to spend the majority of my life like redefining that in my mind because yeah. I think there's so much just of the narrative of my family and everything that I've always been told. Like, I mean, there are some really heavy hitters in the in my family background. And you know, these are the people that still get talked about to this day. And it's like, well, if you didn't, you know, that is how I have been brought up thinking about success. Like you're still being, you know, you like generations down the line, these companies that you founded or started or were a part of in the early days are like now pillars of our society type of thing. Yes. Like, I'm not really on track to do that. And so... But but who's, who is saying that, that that is supposed to be your track? Nobody. And that's the thing. Is it's like, nobody's saying that's supposed to be my track. But what I have heard my whole life is like, that's what success looks like. Yes, exactly. So, like, I, right. I, I, I can see how that would be hard to separate it. Right. And so, you know, when people say like, oh... Well, and I've also heard my whole life, like literally had people in my family telling me like, you, you know, you're the little hope for our family. Like you're going to restore our family name, like all this stuff where I'm just like, oh my God, no pressure. Jeez. Oh yeah. No pr- the first time that I ever took Brandon to meet my grandma, I had told him about this. I had been like, you know, like my family puts a lot of pressure on me and he was like, okay, like whatever. And literally, I think I've told this story on the podcast as we're walking out of her house, she's like, all right, well, better get to work starting that Fortune 500 company before you have to have kids. And I, and, and, she's and, we being like, and I was like, totally serious. She thinks she's like encouraging me. And we drive away and Brandon was like, holy crap. And I was like, yeah, no. Like you're I'm not, not just, kidding. Like, I'm not just reading between the lines. They're literally saying these things to me. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that that was my grandmother who passed away this past year. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sort of waiting for that to like to have some moment where I can like feel released from that but I and I thought that maybe you know because she was very very old and so we knew that she would pass soon and so I thought maybe like if she passed away that would kind of go away but I think if anything it's made me feel even more like okay well now I really have to like now you have to carry the torch and leave the legacy and yeah 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 so I think I'll probably be having that conversation with myself my whole life of like, you don't have to do that. No one is no one is expecting that no of you. No one is expecting that of you. But Ex- that's the yeah. narrative you've heard your whole life. I can right. absolutely see. It's probably the same as like people who have a lineage of doctors and lawyers in their family. Like I've seen so many friends with the same thing or like, well, my parents were doctors. My parents were lawyers. And like, that's the path you take. And I mean, while you can kind of like white knuckle it through and try to make that work, it's just at the end of the day, are you happy? 
So I, I think you can use that energy as a really good motivator, but to never use it as a benchmark of like whether you're valued in life. Yeah. Like you're and, worthy. And I think that like if I were to sit down with any one of my relatives, you know, living or past, I think that none of them like truly expect, you know, nobody's sitting down and being like, so Claire, you know, where are you at with your corporate whatever, like what about all these companies you're going to start, blah, blah, blah. They would just be like, so how's it going? Like, you know, how's your life? Are you happy? Yeah. And the other thing too, like when you look in the, in the, the past of my family, it is full of like super terrible alcoholics. Like one of the guys in my, like some great, great uncle hit the, you know, not only did he, was he a super successful businessman, but also when he died, a literal like fountain of acid shot out of him because his body was so toxic. It like stained the floor. What? <laughs> right? <laughs> Wait, is that real? Yeah, for real. That happened. <laughs> like that's like, a, you know, it's like, oh yeah, he, you know, was one of the founders of blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, like, and in the next breath, oh, and then when he died, he shot a jet of acid out of his foot because his body was so toxic because he was such like a vile alcoholic oh my so, god like, that's so gross that's kind of the like, thing it's like yeah, yeah these people were like quote-unquote successful but they like they were miserable yeah they had terrible qualities of life they you know were drunk all the time and so it's kind of like mm, if you can yeah. remember you can remember those things it's like yeah I would like to have that type of success. Like, who wouldn't? But not at the expense of having my body turn into, like, an acid pool. So that... <laughs> <laughs> that sounds uncomfortable. That sounds real uncomfortable. <laughs> Just not fun to be around. Mm-mm. So is it a lot of redefining for you right now in your life? Like, redefining what yeah. success means? Redefining what your, like, quote-unquote path looks like? Yeah, I think redefining, like, what... I think I'm always going to be redefining success. And I think the other thing that I'm realizing too is I don't think I'm ever going to just land on something and think like, yep, this is what I want to do forever. Yeah, I just don't think that's my personality. No. I think I'm always going to have like, you know, I think I've been this way forever where I've always thought, okay, well, you know, the next thing's going to be it. The next thing's going to be it. The next thing's going to be it. And maybe I'm just never going to find like the one thing. I'm always just going to be piecing things together. And that's fine. And you know, if fine. I always have five projects going on, then I always have five projects going mm-hmm, on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I never find like my one thing, I, maybe I'm just not like a one thing kind of person. Mm-hmm. It's a good lesson because I feel like there's so much of that chasing the answer that I think can mm-hmm. make us feel really lost and sad. And I think the lesson, it's kind of similar to something that I've learned too, is just like, it's there's no you're never going to arrive at anything like you're constantly going to be searching and that's that means you're alive so there's never going to be like this ending like oh okay I found the answer like I think the drive is that you're constantly going to be seeking for something new and that's that's cool yeah and I mean I'd like to eventually get to a place where I have like a little bit more of like a plan but at the same, I love how you're so joy. I'm joy and I are on Skype on I know, the video, sorry. and she's Keep, still like so gingerly so, sipping her I'm tea. So like, trying. I am so dehydrated today, and so I can't. I don't know. I don't know if you can hear in my voice. It's like just kind of like groggy. No, it's just but, funny to watch you yeah, be like, mm-hmm. like trying so hard not to burn my tongue. <laughs> like you want to drink it so bad, but it's so hot. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't help yourself. I can't. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I would say to answer your question. Yes. Um. I don't know. I think it's hard for me to really really exactly relate to the beginning of the year just because my life now looks so different than what I thought it would. But I think that that's fine. I'm, I feel like 
I definitely accomplished what I went out, set out to accomplish by quitting my job, which was like I needed to get my life back. Yeah. And I feel like I have my life back. Um, and I feel really lucky that I've been able to piece things together the way that I have and have had the opportunities come up that have come up. And, um, you know, was really just like when I was ready to start coaching again, had a coaching position offered to me. Yeah. When I needed a little bit more money, I had a digital marketing kind of project. Yeah. Just like things have fallen into your path that support you. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, there's other stuff on the horizon that we'll see whether or not it works out. But, um, I think that the biggest thing that I've learned this year, you know, you say like jump in the net will appear and it's sometimes that can be like a big dramatic thing. That's like the net is, a new job, you know, or whatever. But sometimes it's just like the net quote unquote is just you learning mm-hmm. that you're going to be able to piece stuff together if you have to. Yeah. yeah. And that, you know, it's, it's a series of small decisions along the way. It's not always like one, it's not always like a mission, like a manifesto. No. It's just like the day to day of like, yeah. yep. I'm I think that work. we forget that. Like the day to day stuff is really where a lot of the magic happens. And yeah, the leap in the net will appear. I think sometimes we think that like we're taking a big leap and this magical net of miracles is going to catch us. And it's like, that's not always the case. It doesn't always right. work out that way. But if you can look and open your eyes and see like the things that fall in your lap every day or those opportunities where you're like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm going to be coaching now. Oh, yeah, okay, cool. I've got this digital marketing thing. So Right. And I think like I almost would say like you are the net. Mm-hmm. You know, like leap and you will figure out that you are the net. Like yeah. you're, you're, where are you going to go? You'll grab some branches on the way down. Yeah. You're going to figure like, <laughs> You're going to be there no matter what. And I remember like when I was in high school, I might've told this story recently on the podcast when I was in high school. Um, I was like really into, to, I did a lot of like Bible study. I was really a, a big church goer, which I'm not as much anymore, but I think this is relevant depending on what you, how you kind of define God or sure. the universe or whatever. And everybody was like freaking out about going to college. And I was like, oh, I just want to, you know, where am I going to go to college? I just want to make the right choice. Like, I just want to go where God wants me to go. And I remember one of my Bible study leaders was like, God's going to be there regardless of where you go to college. Like, yeah. you're not going to show up at college and be like, oh, well, God's not here. So I chose the wrong one. God's not here. I chose the wrong one. And I think, we're, yeah, regardless of if you believe in God or the universe or just yourself and your innate just ability to deal with things. It's not like you're going to make a choice and show up at that choice and be like, oh my gosh, there's nothing, there's no resources here. Yeah. There's no you're people. You're always going to be supported no matter what right. you do. Exactly. Yeah. Like no matter where you go, you're going to have that support that you need because you're going to go, you know, you're going to find it the same as you would anywhere else. And like, yeah, it might yeah. be harder in some situations or it might be, feel unnatural or, you know, send you into burnout. Well, you know, what's funny is we're always looking for the right path, the quote unquote, right path, the path of least resistance. And that is usually the one that is, you know, we're wired for struggle. So if we're choosing the path of least resistance, but like, here's the rub is we hate feeling bad. So we want to choose the path of least resistance, but the path of least resistance is the one that's like super boring and we don't grow. You know, so we grow when we're in the shit and we're like in the horrible places of life, but we want to choose the path that's like, oh, smooth sailing, smooth sailing. Like I'm going to choose the one that's going to make me happy. And we think that like happiness is that we're not really handed difficult situations. It's so weird. It's so weird how we, I mean, but we all do it. Like we all do it. Like the other 
I don't want to interrupt your year, but um, when we got back from Iceland, I was uh, back at work and I was feeling really good. I'm like, oh, I'm trying to like hold on to the Iceland, you know, vibe and just being really mindful and present and happy. And a lot of crap went down at work that week. Just it was a really busy week in the clinic and something like pretty, pretty stressful happened. And I remember like just being so stressed and thinking, oh man, there goes like my vacation vibe. And I worked so hard to be chill and I was trying to extend that chill at work for as long as possible. But hey, I'm already back three days and I'm already back in my huge stress mode. And I remember thinking like going home that night, I'm like, life doesn't work that way, Joy. Life doesn't work that way. Life isn't like, okay, you're back from vacation. Cool. Now we're going to have like a whole month of just nothing. So you can just live in your vacation mode. I was like, what was I thinking? Like life right, just, we're just, we're just life easy back into life it. Life throws you shit. Life doesn't give a shit when you got back from vacation. Like it's constantly <laughs> going to throw you challenges and yeah. it's up to me to decide how to handle that. And so that was like a good wake up call and reminder for me. I was like, oh yeah, I can't get mad at this. It's not work's fault. It's like, this is life. This is what happens. Right. Exactly. It's like, there's just, there's nothing you can do about the external circumstances. And I mean, there is, but like, no matter how much you try to manicure it and, you know, get it exactly the place that you want it. I am stuff is always so guilty happen. of that. I am so guilty of that. Like, that's probably one of my biggest, uh, I wouldn't want to say flaws, but one of the things that I, I have like a false sense of security that like once things are settled, that things will be right. settled. But if you like, if everything is in its place and like everything is planned out, then mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. Right. And there's, and nothing's going to be right. Yeah. I think I... Um, have definitely never been that way. I've never, I think like growing up all the way through college, all the way to now, I don't think I've ever had that sense of like, okay, all I have to do is just have everything perfectly planned and then nothing bad will happen. And it's not so much that as it is that, I don't know what it is. It's almost like, like I'm reaching a place of like, okay, I've got the Zen down. Like I've zen out my world. So we're good. So everything's fine. So right? everything's fine. Maybe I, I've just yeah. never reached a place of Zen to <laughs> get that feeling. But I think, yeah, maybe that's that's one thing that I will say is I've never like I never expect things to be calm. Yeah, yeah. I always, which is I think actually that's better. That I, I never. No, I. Agree I think it's better I, to live I, life like that to just be like, okay, we're things in, are gonna happen. Things are gonna happen. Yeah, and and yeah. I don't get. I, I'm not being clear here because I like don't get me wrong when things happen I don't like set my hair on fire and run around the room like I'm. I can be pretty calm when things happen, but I think what it is is I have almost like this expectation that I'm like, all right, life's like life's cruise along, things are good, so I'm just gonna kind of like extend this feeling and like nothing can kind of get in my bubble. I don't know how to really explain it, but it's just it's almost <laughs> it's almost like this false sense of like, all right, things are just gonna be calm for a while. So when you know stuff happens, I'm like. Okay, well, this like, kind of just throws a wrench did, in my juju. Did you not get the memo that things were supposed to be calm? Right, exactly. Like, okay, I, I had everything kind of like, you know, after Iceland, it was supposed to be calm for a while. And I've just, I'm like, but wait, why? Like, that just right. doesn't... That's super... Well, and I think, too, like, that comes along with, with that sense of, like, you create your reality, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, in, in some sense, definitely you are 
completely in charge of the way that you react to things and you're completely in charge of the expectations that you put on yourself. But like other people live on this planet and <laughs> other things are going to happen. And so, you know, I think there it, it, it gets really oversimplified when you say, oh, you, you know, you create your reality and you're in charge of like how your day goes. Like, yeah, that's true. But also like shit's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I could go off on a lot of tangents on that, but I'm just not going to complicate it right now because I do want to talk a little bit about your connection. And while we're thinking about that, do you want to do some, would you rathers? Do you have some queued up for later? Um, I'll think, think of, think of some your, while I'm doing yeah, that. Okay. okay. So, um, cause I do want to, I think we need to lighten up this mood. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> So your connection, I think setting an, a resolution for me was never something that I was like, we're going to tick off the goals and check mark the goals. Um, setting resolutions, I feel like is not ever my intention. It's just more, I feel like I've had such a good, it's like last year, what was yours? The year of less, which I love because I feel like you can always just kind of go back to that. Like having a mantra for the year has been super helpful. And so anytime I'm doing something, I'm like, year of connection, year of connection, as opposed to I got to, you know, hike this many mountains like that to me just feels like it doesn't work well for me because life happens. And then you have this goal that you're like, oh, I didn't check that off my list. But instead, if you're looking for opportunities that go along with this mantra, like every single weekend that I'm like, what's a good thing that I could do a connection? And that could look like a million different things. So whether it be like try out a new restaurant or go to a, you know, talk to the barista and give them an extra tip or pick up trash. I mean, little things like that, where you're always like, year of connection, year of connection. So that's been so helpful for me. And I think I'm going to do that next year. So really, that's just like what I want to continue for the the end of this year for the for the rest of this year is like, continue to look for ways that I can connect with others connect to myself, like, be a part of the bigger community. I do. I mean, I love picking up trash. Now when I walk JT, I'm like, it just reminds me of like, okay, this is important. Like there's something so small, but you know, we're, we're helping the world in some small way. Like if you can do some small action like that, I feel like it helps a lot. But I think the expectations of resolutions is what I was like, just not wanting in my life. So kind of letting that go has been super, super helpful. Um, and just, yeah, like what we were talking about, like, I feel like I've learned so much so far this year of things just, it's, It's not that I expect things to be super linear, but it's almost just like letting go of, of expectations, like any expectations. If I think that the year is going to go one way, like just don't have any expectations. Like I'm not saying just set the bar super low, but just to be, to expect that life is going to throw you some crazy struggles and that's where you learn. And I, as much as I know that, and I can say that over and over again, I still feel like I'm like, I don't want to feel bad. Like I, try, I think what I try to do in my life is I try to prevent myself from getting into situations where I feel bad. And that isn't like realistic, you know? Yeah, I think that maybe is a good way to put what you were trying to say earlier. That's, I was it, trying so yeah. hard to explain it and it wasn't coming out right. So right, that's that really what... really try yes. to not put your... And yes. I think I definitely agree with that, that. And I think that that has sort of probably come along with what you always talk about as like being in your groove and like you're in this... Like, yes, you you know, some people might look at your life and say that it's like, at first you thought it felt like a rut and now you're like, actually, maybe it's not a rut. Maybe I'm just like, have finally found a routine and a groove that works for me just yes. because like things aren't crazy every day exactly. or like, doesn't mean, <clears throat> but I think that with that comes a, a sense of like, when things outside of that do happen, they feel even more disruptive. Mm-hmm. And you definitely 
are just the type of person who like you are a creature of habit and you are very like you not necessarily want things a certain way because that makes you sound like kind of snobby but like you know what you like yeah and you set your life up to have those things and do those things and like right be around those things and there's nothing wrong with that yeah um but I think you're right that like you do because you know what you like and because like you kind of have this routine that you like you do really avoid try to avoid like anything that's going to make you feel bad. Yeah. And I think that that's something I, which is normal. Like it is like, it is I want to feel bad today. Yeah, exactly. But I think that there's, yeah, there's <laughs> sign me up for feeling like shit, please. Um, but I don't, I'm not satisfied 100%. So I think the, by living that way. So I, I think it will do me some good if I look at that and challenge myself to be like, I may not feel like doing this today or I may not feel like breaking out of this routine, but I think it'll be good for me. So I think that's going to be my, the rest of the years to kind of like look for ways to be like, all right, I'm going to get a little more out of my comfort zone and not just be like, oh, well, this is my routine because that's kind of an excuse to not grow, Um, at least in my life. I think I can use that as a crutch to not put myself in situations because I'm like, oh, this is just how I am. Like, yeah, and that's kind of a cop out too. I can't believe we're halfway through 2018. I know. Time passes that whole time. time I'm just laughing at that meme because it's like, it's so weird how time works. <laughs> I, yeah, it's like, I can't believe it's already July. Or I can't believe it's already summer. I can't believe it's already July. I can't believe I'm 30 years old and I still don't know how time works. <laughs> It's so great. Every time I complain about like how fast time is flying, I'm always thinking of that. I'm like, yeah, well, and time <laughs> goes by. I hate to tell you. Exactly. Anyway. Um, okay. Okay. I have a couple quick would you rather. Okay, cool. Would you rather never shave your legs again or never wear makeup again? Um, Never shave my legs again. But that's, I definitely. I only say that. Well, I think of you in like shaved legs and in clean sheets is like your favorite that thing being, in the like, world. That being my, yeah. my definition of health. Yeah, I think I would pick never wear. I don't wear makeup anyway, like ever. So I probably would pick makeup because it really would not disrupt my life at all. Although I also rarely shave my legs. Hmm. So either one of these. Although I will say that when my leg hair gets like particularly long, it doesn't feel good. Whereas I don't really feel one way or another if I'm not wearing makeup. Like it would be a lot easier for me to get used to never wearing makeup than it would for me to get used to like having That's actually a good point. I'm kind of rethinking my answer, but I don't want to go back because I just feel like that's not how would you rather works. Which by the way, if you play would you rather on our Insta stories, please don't message us saying that's, I don't like either of these questions because it's like that's not how this works i do like it people will email or will message us and be like oh my god that was the hardest one ever that's fine that's That's fine but we like legit get people i I like it actually when people write that because it like gives me insight into what the way that people think because like if there's a question that i don't think is hard to answer and they're like oh my god this one was so hard i'm like really okay cool like it tells me a lot about you I'm not in like a negative way, but yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but sometimes people will write and they'll be like, "Ew, neither." I'm like, literally, that's not literally, how would you rather. That's work. not how it works. Yeah. Please don't write me and say neither. That's not how this works. Not that's how, how works. any of this works. Not how any of this works. Okay, okay. So this one has a caveat. Assuming that neither of these things would make you sick, would you rather eat a raw onion or drink a shot of gasoline? Oh, raw onion. Really? I think I'd pick gasoline because it'd be over so much faster. Oh Just no, like- I could eat a raw onion. For sure. Yeah. Gasoline, I would feel, I would probably, yeah, I don't know if I could recover from that because it's, it's so smelly. You're, you would uh-huh. probably just be tasting gasoline for like two for weeks like straight. Days. That's true. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. 
Would you rather be able to breathe underwater or run without getting out of breath? <laughs> I don't know why this is so funny to me. Because, like, can you imagine running and just, and just be like, like <laughs> la, la, la. Yeah, and you're just, like, on the phone, like, on a conference call. I bet you that's how Rich Froning feels. Yeah, I have a friend who's like that. She's, she'll just, like, call me when she's on a run. Like, you either should be running way faster or he, you, I don't know, something about this makes no sense to me. It's like, you know when people are like, go run at a conversational pace? I don't have a conversational <laughs> pace. Like, if I'm running, <laughs> I cannot talk to you. I hate that. When I would run with people, like, when I was training years again, years ago. Yeah. They'd be like talking to me and I'd be like, <gasps> and I'd try so hard to like pretend like I was cool. And I'm like, I'm just going to let them do the talking. Like, I know I've this. told this story before, but when Brandon and I first started dating, he'd be like, do you want to go for a run? Like to him, that was like hanging out. <laughs> like he just go for a run with someone. Like, no, I'm not going to be able to talk to you. Like, we're not going to get to know each other except that. Like, yeah, if, I'm, if you want me to just glare at you the whole time. Yeah. If you want me to just walk behind you. Yeah. <laughs> fine. Ride a bike next to him. Like then that's anyway. Fine. Um, I would probably pick breathe underwater. I don't know what mine would be. Let's see. I mean, right without getting out of breath would be like a cool skill. It would be a cool skill. That's kind of my first instinct. So I'm going to go with that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'd have to (laughs) go with breathing underwater because then you're a mermaid. So yeah, I mean, I was probably thinking that's what you're going to go for. Mm -hmm. All right. This is the last one. Okay. This one's kind of lame. Would you rather live in a tropical paradise or in like a cute European town with lots of history? (laughs) Tropical paradise for sure. Really? I think I would pick like cute European town. No. I, well, you don't want to get sunburned. So that's probably why. Yeah. I don't. Well, but if I could breathe underwater, that would change my answer. Yeah. <laughs> I would. Yeah. If I could breathe underwater, I definitely would pick tropical paradise because then I could just like get up every morning and go for a swim and just breathe normal. Yeah. Um, yep. uh, let's see. I have some good little questions. It was like. I had some funny questions I wanted to ask you. What's the silliest fear you have? I think it's this one's so funny because some people are like, who was the cutie patootie that was on the art trip with us that was like, I'm deathly afraid of birds. Megan. <laughs> Hi, Megan, who's deathly afraid of birds. <laughs> and then her wife posted something on my Facebook that was like a montage of people getting like attacked yes. and chased by birds. So I was like, funny. oh my gosh. Um, like, why would you be though. afraid of birds? Because she gets like so immediately. I wanna, she's like, oh my gosh! <laughs> I want to know like why people are afraid of things. Like, oh, like she silly will tell fears. you. She's like, like silly fears. Okay, here's yeah. my silly fear. Okay, I'm afraid. I'm definitely afraid of moths because I think they're gonna fly into my ear and lay eggs. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like. So terrified. Why? Why would you think about like, it when they're around you? They're they like, can't just, I know, but like, it's not going to just plop in your ear. It's like, oh, that joy. <laughs> it's just going to happen. It's going to get in there and it's going to get stuck. And it's oh like my flapping. God. So, moths in your house, you freak out. It, yeah, I make Brandon like catch them and put them outside. Oh, that's so funny. That is really funny. What about you? Well, see, this is, I mean, like bugs and stuff don't bother me because, uh, oh, my, my silly fear <laughs> is that I'm going to, you, de- you never watch Sex in the City, but I do have a fear of choking when I'm eating by myself. <laughs> and that, I'll that just... is also an episode of 30 Rock, so I yeah. get that reference. <laughs> yeah. Like I have this fear because there's been a few times when Scott's been out of town where I'm like, like that was a close one. <laughs> I'm just like, what, like what would happen? What would happen? Okay. What would you do? Yeah. That definitely is like one of my silliest. Gonna get a life alert. Yeah, (laughs) 
okay. I mean, there's some good ones here, but we probably have to wrap up. I mean, I just uh, asked you like just one do question. Like, do a couple more. Okay. Send us your silly fears, guys. We yeah, want to hear them. Totally. Just go to like Instagram and cop and post on our Instagram post about what your silly fears are. And Megan, if you're listening, please go. Out, please explain your fear of birds. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, here's some good. This or that. Yeah. I those make me laugh so hard. Like the whole bird. Like why? Like what happened as a kid? Yeah. Okay. So also as we're talking, I'm like looking on Pinterest. Oh yeah. We have been trying to decorate our bedroom now for like a month. Yeah. And if you guys remember, think back to like 2014 when we tried to buy a coffee table and the fact that it's now 2018 and we still don't own a coffee table. So why don't you just, yeah. Why don't you just get, okay. The reason we don't have a coffee table now is because we have a small human who would like kamikaze himself into the coffee table. Yes. But literally how it took us like two years to decide and, the, and then our decision was we're not going to get one. So you guys have some insight into how difficult it is for us to buy any sort of homeware. And for like weeks, I've been sending everyone I know, like, what about this bed frame? What about this bed frame? Which, and I even posted on our Facebook group and our Girls Got One Facebook group and was like, can somebody please just tell me how to decorate my bedroom? And what I was hoping someone was going to do was be like, yes, buy this bed frame. Oh, this, yeah. Tell like, you exactly. Art. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, just start with the furniture pieces. I was like, that's not what I need. I need someone to just email me an itemized list of the things I need to buy to make my bedroom look nice. So if that's you, please decorate my bedroom. It's very small. We don't, we literally are sleeping on a mattress on the floor. So you have a blank slate to start with. Don't go crazy. Don't go like under room and board or something and find me like a $3,500 bed frame. That's not going to fly. But man, it's so much harder than I thought it would be to just commit to something. So even, even if you bought like one piece and just started buying like pieces by pieces, because like I just feel like that puts so much pressure on the first piece. So you see, you're you're getting into analysis paralysis. You just need to pick something. I am getting into yeah, now. yeah. Okay, let's do some two really fun questions. I okay. really I like this one because it says so much about a person. What weird food combinations do you really enjoy? Oh, this is funny because this I actually uh, this was a question I asked when anytime I coach, uh-huh. I like open with a question. Oh, no. well, icebreaker. Um, my, I specifically asked what like summer food combination do you like? Like, for example, I like dipping barbecue, pota- barbecue potato chips in potato salad. Uh-huh. Very good. Okay. That, um, that actually sounds really good. Yeah, it is really good. And a lot of people were like, I don't know, you know, hot dogs with baked beans on them or whatever. <laughs> Let me think what weird, I mean, that's a weird one. Yeah. Oh, I love pickles and cheese. Like not at the same time, but eaten like simultaneously as a snack, like a like some pickles and some cheese. That is kind of a weird combination. Yeah, they're just so, they're both salty. I used to that's like when I was a kid, that was a snack my grandparents would give us. Yeah. So I don't know. I like putting peanut butter or almond butter on ice cream because it freezes. Oh, that sounds good. That it's doesn't delicious. sound weird. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What are some red flags to watch out for in daily life? <laughs> oh my gosh, what are some red flags? <laughs> Like when I'm like meeting people or just like, I don't know. That's a good, I mean, just let whatever you think of red flags to watch out for in daily life. I think when I think of that, I'm always like thinking of driving, like crazy drivers or like weird people, like that are kind of like getting in my space. When I think of that, I think of like going on a date, like what would a red flag be on a date? (laughs) Did you have red flags for dates? Oh my gosh. That would be a whole nother hour. Oh my gosh. So many. Oh, 
please send us your dating red flags. Dating red flags. You know um, what would be so funny too is listeners who are on dating apps right now. Like I love hearing those stories because that yes. that's not something I ever did. I did online dating for a minute, like right before I met Scott. Yeah, but, but it was like really early. It was so early. Dating. Like there were no apps. There wasn't even a freaking right. iPhone. Oh, I did have one about like blind date once where this guy was like immediately immediate red flags. I know I've told this story before where he was like a conspiracy theorist. Oh, yeah. And then at the end, he asked me for a ride home because he had just gotten a DUI. Oh, yeah. You're like, great. This and is I was awesome. Like, wow, fun. So well. Yeah. Uh, red f- other just like general red flags in my life. I don't know. Yeah. I tend to try to steer clear of like anybody who has a really, really, really tight ponytail. Ooh, why? Like, okay, because I just feel like People who have like super, super, super tight, like pulled back, slicked back, like not a hair out of place, like high ponytails. Okay. Tend to just be really neurotic people. Okay. I can, I can so, get like, on board with if that. If I'm at like a grocery store or something and there's like a checker who has a really, really, really tight, like not a hair out of place, high ponytail, I will mm-hmm. not get in their line. Okay. Wow. Um, that's a very specific red flag. Yeah. I'm just kind of like this person probably has a lot of drama in their life. Yeah. There's something about that hairstyle that just yeah. does. Mm-hmm. I love drama. You know, I avoid checkout people who comment on, I well, some of them you don't know, but the stores that I frequent, I don't like when people comment on what I'm buying. It's kind of like that SNL skit where they're like, <laughs> where did you get this? And have you tried this? What do you, and like, I just don't want people commenting on my groceries. Yeah, that is where they're like, oh my gosh, have you tried this? And I'm like, yeah. no, I just, <laughs> I'm buying it right now. <laughs> is it like yeah or they'll they'll like ask you where you got it like oh where'd you find this i'm like oh, it's aisle you six work here. You work here. <laughs> although to be fair if you've ever have you ever been a cashier at a grocery store or anything no i was a cashier at rite aid once yeah for like a hot minute if you're a cashier rarely do you leave like that section of the store and oh, especially yeah. when you work there sure. like, you don't get there and like peruse the aisles you get yeah. there you sit in your cash register and then you go home like you're not, you know, and then you go like to the break room for your break. Yeah. So like, you know where the snacks are in the store because you buy snacks for your break. Right. But apart from that, you don't really. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, I'd say, I don't know. I, whenever I think of this like red flag question, the sad part of it is like avoiding weird people, which isn't yeah. a great answer, but I'm like, I just, I interact with so many people throughout the day or like at stores or just even driving. I'm always like super hyper aware and I'm like, is that a good thing? Like, that I'm just like almost paranoid yeah. people. Well, that's I sound what I mean paranoid. about like the girls with like the really tight, super tight yeah. ponytails. Like, I'm sure somebody who's reading this is going to be like, wow, cool. I wear that hairstyle. Like, uh, way yeah. to hate, hate on me. Yeah. And I, it's like, but it's it's just a, gen- a general thing that I tend to. I mean, I wear tight ponytails in CrossFit, but I'm not like. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. I like, know what the, you're talking about. Like, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Like a buttoned up look. Real buttoned. Yeah, like literally not a hair out of place. <laughs> like you can, it almost looks like their scalp is like going to tear off because sure. their ponytail is so tight. Yeah. Maybe it's just that I'm projecting on them because my hair, my ponytails are always are a total freaking mess. And or that I'm just looking at them and like subconsciously being like, ow, 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 ow. <laughs> like take it loosen, down. Loosen your hair. Don't you have a headache? Yeah. Ow. Anyway. Okay, last one. Um... I hope people aren't going to be like, oh my gosh, Claire, I never like. I would expect, like, anytime I talk about things that bother me about other people's appearances, people freak out at me. They're like, I would have expected more from you. You can't just judge know. people do by they, their ponytails. Do they? Well, yeah. 
Sorry, I'm still drinking my tea. It's took, it's oh, only taken I an have, hour to like finally cool down. I haven't but, even started on my bone broth yet. Let's see how it's okay. going over here. Because I am so dehydrated, like just sitting in this room podcasting. I'm like, oh my gosh, I, like, <laughs> it's so hot in here. Um, okay, one last thing that I wanted to ask you and people is how do you feel about when um, people are like, I don't watch the news. It's too disturbing. We've talked about this before and it drives me nuts. I don't watch the news either because I don't have cable, but I do consume news. You can consume news in a million different ways. A myriad of ways. And I, myriad ways in a, do you say myriad of or just myriad? Anyway. Myriad of, myriad. Anyway, there are plenty of ways to consume the news. Yeah. I just feel like you need to have a cursory knowledge of what's going on in the world. You really do. I, I don't think that you need to, nor is it even necessarily healthy to be consumed by news no. all the time. Like, don't have CNN on or Fox News or whatever the hell you watch or like local news. Don't have that on all day. And also don't have don't it on like, all day. Like, and don't like be thinking about it 24-7. Don't sure. let it consume your life because there is a point where it's like there's not a whole lot you can do. And so stressing out about it is just not going to help you. Yeah. But if you are in a position where you can avoid the news, I think what that basically says is like, congratulations, you are one of the very few people on this planet who current events does not affect, do not affect. Yeah. And it is a luxury and a privilege to not quote unquote watch the news because for a lot of people, like the stuff that's going on affects them. Yeah. And they need, you know, and I think just whenever I think about it that way, and there are a lot of stuff that's going on, it, you know, can and will affect you down the road, whether or not it's affecting you today. Yeah. You know, whether it's a new Supreme Court justice or whatever, yeah. like that kind of stuff is going to have really long term repressions. Yeah. And just you need to know what's going on. Yeah. I was thinking about that because, A, it was a question on this little list here. But I uh, I do listen to The Daily and I listen to Up First from NPR every single morning because I'm like, I feel like I owe it to the world and to humanity to know what's going on in the world because I feel like it's very important that we're educated. There's a difference between being educated and being frightened and like scared to death watching CNN for or whatever news channel. But like for if you're watching that for five hours, like you're going to get a lot of drama. You're going to get a big dose of drama. But I yeah. do not support, and I'm sorry out there, people listening, if you've said this before, I'm just going to say it. I don't support being like, I don't watch the news. It's too bad. And it's like, okay. Well, and there are <laughs> definitely moments where I'm like, I have to look away. Like, I well, can't. Well, of course. Like, a lot of like when there's like horrible the, shootings and well, they just like, they're just rotating the same thing over and, and over even again. some of the stuff with like the immigration with the children that's been happening, like, I couldn't let myself get that involved in it was and I I really struggled with that I was like this is horrible because I know that there are so many people who this is affecting and like it's I have the privilege and the choice to disengage however if I let myself engage with this I will break down yeah like as a parent I cannot like allow myself to put myself in their shoes because it would be so it's too traumatic for me yeah and I know saying that is like terrible one thing there's one thing to ignore it and there's one thing to say I can get to this when I am in a healthy place it's almost like saying look I have I have needs in my life that I need to care for my child care for my husband care for my family and the stuff that's going on in the world is so disturbing that I have to 
put that on a shelf for a moment where I can take care of what I need to take care of and stay mentally sane. And then I can face what's going on. And I know it's horrible in the world, but I just can't digest this news right now. And that's like, that's totally normal. And I feel like that's almost like a self-care thing nowadays when you're just like stuff is in your face all the time. Yeah. So I think there is a balance between like point blank. Oh, I don't watch the news versus like I watch the news and I take in information in a very mindful way where I'm trying to pay as much attention as I can while also trying to like yeah. stay And you can do it in bite size, you know, like yeah. you read the, you know, subscribe to all the news channels on Twitter. So you just get like the little snippets throughout the day or like, you know, the, the daily or the NPR podcast up first is like 20 minutes long. So it's not yeah. like you're listening to an hour of like crazy news. Anyway, I just... I feel like that's important. Okay, so we let's wrap up. Let's uh, yeah. switch some gears to make sure people are signed up for Camp Timeout. Yes, go sign up. Right before, I mean, before you know it, it's going to be here. So camptimeout.com. Join so soon, us like six weeks. in the Colorado trip of your life <laughs> with Joy and Claire. I may flip some pancakes for you while we're it's there. It's going to be so fun. At the games and at Camp Timeout. Yes. So uh, remember, pancakes with Joy. you don't have to be a super fit athlete to be in camp timeout. You don't have to be with a partner. You don't have to be with your besties. We will be your besties. So just join us. You can come solo. Um, we have a lot of people who are coming solo and they're like, we'll sit with you. You can sit with us. It's so cute. So you, you already have friends. Uh, just show up to the trip and we will have a grand old time. Um, if you have any questions or things that you want to hear on the podcast, you can email us at girlsgonewad at gmail.com. As always, we read everything that you guys write us. Even if we don't respond right away or haven't responded, or if you really want us to respond, just please give us a nudge because sometimes we can't get to all the emails to respond. And guys, anytime that we, if you write us like the longest heart, most heartfelt email, sometimes I, I know that's like, I sort of ironically, those are the hardest ones to respond to. Yeah. Because I want to sit down for like an hour and respond to you. And write back to you because clearly like you've poured your heart and soul into this and you know, and so we'll read something and I'll be like, wow, I really want to get back to this person. And then next thing we know, it's like, you know, we're bombarded with more. Right. Well, not even bombarded because like your stuff is really important to us. Yes, exactly. If, if you have ever sent us something and you are like, man, I really wish that I would have heard back from you, please write us back and be like, Hey guys, you suck. Please write me back. And we will. (laughs) And not that, you know, and again, like not that you have to say like, Hey, I have to be, you know, like we, we wish that we had the time and the bandwidth to write back long heartfelt responses to every single person. Um, and we really do read and love and like, we will text each other about all the amazing emails you guys send and like, they just make our days so great. So just know we read everything you send us and we hope that most of you know that when you send that email out, it does not go into the void. It lands right no, in our it inbox. No, it really doesn't. We read it almost like immediately when you send it. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you guys again for supporting the podcast. And remember to visit Kettlebell Kitchen. That's kettlebellkitchen.com. The discount code is GGW. And please rate us on iTunes. Leave us a review as the podcast world gets bigger and bigger. It really helps our podcast to continue to gather new listeners and grow our community if you leave a review on iTunes. And that is it for this week. That was a good combo, Calibre. Yay. All oh, right. man. I feel insecure about my ponytail. It's fine. Uh, Ponytails rule. You guys, (laughs) let everyone wear a tight tight pony. Wear it as tight as you want. Tight ponies forever. We love you, tight ponies. (laughs) Bye.
Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.